0: I've got my hands on an old Nintendo game where yeah. you can play Tetris collaboratively with another person. And what that means is oh you both have blocks coming down. Like, So my wife and I were like, our relationship is pretty strong. Let's try it out. Let's play this Tetris game together. Yeah, And we couldn't even look at each other you know, after like <laughs> 10 minutes of it. Because the way someone else plays Tetris is like... It's wrong usually right it yeah. just it doesn't it doesn't seem right they're doing some shit you don't lo- you don't want or don't like and i don't know man it was like a really tough thing to do eventually we're like we could share our life but you don't want to be inside a Tetris game with somebody
1: <laughs> well my wife is really competitive at games and uh she's a scrabble ninja and yeah. she really is not how can i say well she's not the best winner she's not the best board
0: <laughs> yeah and yeah.
1: um and so she beat me brutally a couple times. And then I was like, well, can you train me? You know, it was a real sort of Padawan yeah. Yeah. thing. And so she started, we started to do words why with friends. Why she wants to train
0: you then? Then she, then you're going to win. What, like, why would well, she? Well, you know how
1: that? that is. Like, it rarely does the student become the master. So she, yeah. I think she was pretty confident. But um, the words with friends went on and on. And I beat her two games of the many that we played. And I had her right on the bubble and lost. And now this was before therapy and this was, I think I was still drinking, but I was so overcome. I went and she, she laughed from across the the couch. Uh, Ha ha ha. You know, like, and and then it showed up on my phone that she had beat me yet again. I went, damn it. And I threw my phone. And it hit, it put a hole in a guitar across the room. Oh, man. And much to my uh, embarrassment. And she, of course, was like, what is wrong with you? And, and I wasn't actually that upset. It just was like a reactive yeah things. yeah and that was it we have not played words with friends since and, and
0: it's hard to compete with them you know i got a kid and he always wants whenever we play a game it's like real competitive i was like no we can just play mario kart it doesn't really matter if you win or lose but then i say that but then like it matters to I try you to win. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: or I'm like yeah i don't want to let you win every time you know it's like i want it to mean something when he finally does grind me into dust
2: i'm gonna say we could go ahead and start the podcast you guys
0: Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find the link in the show notes.
2: So we've known each other since our glory days. Once, after taking some bad medicine... If I recall correctly, it was 4th of July. That's right. Asbury Park. Or was it Atlantic City? In any case, New Jersey. Anyway, we woke up that night with the sheets soaking wet and a rank list of everything running through the middle of our heads.
0: We memorized the list and jumped out of bed to tell the world, but slipped. Because we were slippery. And fell. Because we were wet. And hit our head and forgot the list.
2: We can now only access the list little bits at a time through a scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how we reassemble the list of every damn thing.
0: Which is now at 128 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and transphobia at the bottom. Jersey Shore and crows are in the middle of the list. Yeah. When, so that's, by the way, when extent... I say crows, I'm talking about the bird, not the candy. Not the candy, of
2: course. Yeah. That's where things stand on the list. If you would like to look at the complete list, uh, you can find it at everydamthing.net uh, or look in the show notes. Uh, and today we have a guest. He is a singer-songwriter, dear friend of mine, husband, father of two, two-year-old twin boys, former frontman of the Loved Ones, current solo artist, and a true bud amongst buds.
1: Mr. Dave Hawes is here. Oh, hello, Dave. Hey guys! What a thrill to be on this. Oh, I've so been looking forward to having you on. Yes, what a treat uh, in an otherwise fairly boring year, right? Uh, yeah. When, when Jake said we were doing this, I, I I did a little click of the heel.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks for being on. We know that uh, every single person, especially uh, many people in our industry, have podcasts uh, these days.
1: Well, yeah. I like being on only the best of podcasts. And yeah. after I've listened to your episode, I'm, I'm actually... Th- so pumped to go back and listen to all of them but i listened to the matt hawk dave walsh one you
0: might find they're a bit uneven <laughs> it took
1: us a while because our legs under us all right all right well let yeah, me yeah. be the judge of that but that episode <clears throat> really brought me a lot of joy the idea mm. is a great one i have a lot of problems with the list but that's the whole point yeah, it, no not a lot of problems it, a yeah couple if you problems.
0: didn't have problems with it, it we wouldn't be doing a good job
1: once the idea clicked and i realized what you were doing i did have a little pang of jealousy in that this is what most dudes our age are up to with their old buddies. Like, I have two old buddies, and we argue various lists. Yeah. All the time, this is yeah. there's a thread going of well, who's better, the Cure, REM, or the Smiths? That, that, I just was in this argument three days ago, and then I, there's qualifiers.
0: But you're something. not going to change anyone's mind either. That's the other thing. Is like you I know understand. it's a thrill. If anyone with <laughs> an opinion on that, they're like, you know, they're not going to say, you know what, I see your point. It's got to be the Smiths. You know, I was wrong all these years. I, you right?
1: know, my mind was changed.
0: Really? That
1: so? I absolutely. I went into it. I said, "Are you kidding me? The Cure, head and shoulders above those other two bands." Uh, and then I th- I believe I put R.E.M. at the bottom. By the time I was through with th- my argument with Dave Adolf, he had me convinced that R.E.M. is the better band.
0: The are it just, are just second. on the length of their career and their discography? And their right. well, yeah,
1: that's right. Once yeah. you start getting into, well, okay, let's compare frontmen, let's compare lyricists, let's compare uh, hit ratio, let's compare, you know, all this kind of thing. And he really did convince me. Now, that doesn't change the fact that The Cure is still my favorite of those three. But yeah, that, that
0: that's, that's the kind different. of thing that we run into because we're ranking these things. Of course, it's not subjective at all. That's we're just right. revealing yeah. that the, they're already placed, that we the list exists. But it's also like there's a little bit of bias. I mean, I could imagine that creeps in mm-hmm. when we have guests because they. Well, come I in see
1: that you're on. fighting the bias. Uh, that that's yeah. what I respected about the episode I heard was that you guys are looking for objectivity in all things.
0: I think it's okay to be biased if you're upfront about your biases. You know, like I'm a member of the Donald Duck fan club. <laughs> I got a Donald Duck tattoo. So when it comes down to the right, you know, if you're upfront about your biases. So, um,
2: Dave, did you want to, um, you had something to say about uh, Dave Walsh?
1: Oh, (laughs) about what? Yeah. Well, this was a thrill to hear all of you together. Dave Walsh and I have been on tour and together for many years and dear friends. And we lovingly dubbed him uncle when he was in The Loved Ones uh, due to some avuncular tendencies and, uh, you know, lovingly we, we refer to him this way. Well, when I tuned into the podcast, everyone had a nice uh, microphone set up, <laughs> speaking very fluidly. Uncle seemed to have something going on wherein he couldn't hear. And so you'll go, I hope everyone goes back to the episode for a re-listen. And here's how he's screaming into the microphone for most of the pod, as if yeah. as if uh, he can't be heard. So he's, you guys will be talking, and he's, oh yeah, well you know, up here in Boston, <laughs> things are just great, you know. And oh my God, this added an extra layer. Of, of glee to the whole episode that, that I just relished. In fact, there are sections of it that I went back and, and re-listened <laughs> to on a loop. Matt Hawk and I got into a whole conversation about it. I've discussed this at length with uncle. Very and then even Damien from from the explosion, yeah. I, I hipped him. I said, you gotta go to minute 31, <laughs> wherein Jake says, um, you know, my wife and I, Allie, we watched a, uh, a thing on PBS about uh, inter... Species love, and he hits it with a oh, like a loud, like a loud elderly oh that is so sort of abrupt and out of place. That I listened to that at least 16 or 17 times. I reviewed that, so so anyone, I'm I'm I think we you should go produce back that, there. That, that, yeah. that. Oh, content. it's it's I love that. I love it. It's my We're favorite. We're just trying to thing.
0: give you what, what you want, you know. <laughs>
2: Thanks, man. That's that's great to hear. Um, I want to go back give some context about me and Dave. You're talking about touring. Dave and I um, have known each other for I think it's got to be 20 years now, maybe a tiny bit longer. I can't remember the when we very yeah. first It was 2000 2001.
1: Yeah, it was 2001. But we I definitely
2: had met by September 11th 2001. Oh, oh yeah, because we were there with each other and you know some other friends in Japan on 9 11.
0: Did you um, get like trapped
2: there on 9-11? We like, got trapped in Japan leave? for like an extra three days at least, I think.
1: Oh, it was something else. I mean, well, th- these traumatic events end up knitting people together really quickly. And we were friends anyway. We had done a Canadian, across canadian tour together. Jake was yeah. working for AFI and I was working for Sick of It All, which was a really peculiar uh Endeavor because we played everywhere you can play in Canada. Uh, places like Salmon Arm, uh, where else, Jake? There was like uh, Kelowna, right? I believe Kelowna, uh, yeah, really South Porcupine. AFI hadn't quite risen to the popularity that they would, they're on their way, but yeah. they were setting up these hockey arenas. And this is five- in
2: February, too, across oh, yeah. Canada
1: in vans. Across Canada. Well, yeah. you're in a bus, oh, yeah, sick of Weird. it all. Was in a bus, AFI, I guess smart for the pocket, but not smart for the roads, was in a van. It was a really fun tour. We had a great time. We were playing like empty hockey arenas from time to time and then cr- clubs and stuff. And that's where we really got to be pals initially. And then nine eleven hits and you're stuck in Japan, which is already, it feels like you're landing on another planet culturally. And, uh, and I was with Sick of It All, who had... New York City ties, so they they yeah, were oh, yeah. really serious. really stressed. I mean, we were all stressed, but they were just super upset. And I I kind of gravitated more towards Jake and Smith and the AFI. Guys, uh just because I couldn't even really engage with the sick, but like they were—they were on the phone with 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 family members and friends who were caught in the buildings and whatever. And this is getting to be a bummer, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move it along. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, someone it really... submitted this
2: for us to rank sometime, which is going to be a great episode.
1: Ooh,
0: nine yeah, eleven.
2: Thad, our super submitter mm-hmm. and a friend of uh, all of us, yeah, uh, submitted nine eleven for us to rank. It's smart. We to things, go so... pretty
0: low. Like it's a pretty,
1: <laughs> pretty yeah, rough. It, pretty... it will. We'll yeah. rank
2: it another time. But
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, we. That was a sort of ironing of the of the, uh, of the friendship. Uh, we yeah. went out and got loaded at Marler's Parlor. I still have a coaster from Marler's Parlor. And we weren't sure we'd ever get out of Japan or if the next uh, planes were coming into Tokyo. Like, we had no clue. The reports we were getting were crazy the tv was crazy but we had a blast and, and uh extra couple three nights or whatever it was in shibuya mm-hmm. and then we've been crossing paths on tours ever since but when i met my now wife uh she and jake's wife Allie were like instant best buds and so in the last six or seven years like Jake and I have done all kinds of uh, vacationing together and going hither and thither. So, so there's like when Jake
0: goes to Santa Barbara, that's who he's going to visit. I
1: hope, I hope. (laughs) I don't know how many visits he's doing. Come on. (laughs) Well,
0: he talks about, yeah, I got these friends in Santa Barbara. I'm like, okay, big shot. You You go down to see Oprah and then. We, we uh, might, right.
1: like,
2: let yeah. them know we're around, depending on what's going it's on. It's
1: dinner with Oprah and dessert yes. with Natasha yeah, and exactly.
2: Dave. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that 20 years, Dave has gone from being a, a roadie, a crew guy, to um, being in bands, having his own solo career. Like The last show that I saw before the pandemic hit was Dave playing at uh, Slim's here in San Francisco over a year ago, which mm-hmm. turned out to be the last show I would... Ever see it Slim's. That's uh, all you need.
1: Yeah, that's all that you need. It's hopefully anybody on that tour, that's all they needed for a year
0: and a half. Not <laughs> I did them music. over. Oh my God. Yeah, but like, most trip. people that were at that show, that's the last show they went to for. Yeah, yeah we for do
1: it. have that weird distinction, which is kind of why I'm hesitant to rush into these various uh drive through or. I kind of oh, yeah. want, because so our tours that we did in Europe and America were the last ones a lot of people saw. And so for our fans, I'd love it if the next time they saw it, it was also not pandemic-related, if, yeah, if possible. Yeah. I, just, well, I yeah. They probably I build it up in to... their head.
0: If that's the last show you saw, you'd think that was the best show I ever saw, you know, because for a year after that, you're just looking at your walls. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: That's right. We This was a plan, you know, to yeah, help yeah. up yeah. our That's station cool. in people's minds. Oh, I've heard
0: about how it's a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 um, no,
1: I know about this. I thing. was in on it, man. Yeah. No. Uh, um,
2: if we have listeners that have not heard your music, they should definitely check it out. We probably have plenty of listeners that have, mm-hmm. and some that have not. The first thing I'd like to point them to is your song, Your Ghost, which you released since then uh, in the aftermath of the George Floyd stuff. Mm-hmm. It got a write up in Rolling Stone, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes. I, I never, I don't think I ever told you like a compliment to you on that song, Dave. And here's my opportunity to do that. Now that I, I listened to it again today, it's so moving. Thanks, man. The whole thing's moving, but when the chorus kicks in, like my heart swells, my eyes well up with tears. I was literally uh, wiping tears from my eyes after I listened to it, just today, after having heard the song many times. So, I mean, and you've got lots of songs like that. It sounds like um, you want to
0: tip your cap to it.
2: I'm wearing headphones, so I can't tip it all the way off. But, yeah, uh, that's a beautiful I want to point
1: listeners to that song in particular and go listen to the rest of the chorus as well. Well, Thanks, man. I mean, that's uh, it's. you know how it is when you're friends. I like to talk about work to a degree, but... It's not often that I'm like, oh, Jake, do you want to hear my new song? You know, like we're yeah, just friends. Yeah. We talk about regular stuff. So no, uh, I want to
2: say I wasn't going to say this stuff if you hadn't complimented me like five minutes ago. Oh,
1: okay, okay, so okay, it's a quick oh, like, quote. He had said yeah, he didn't like it. You would have just kept your mouth shut. I would have howled if he said, hey, I want to bring up a song that I don't like by Dave. That would have been <laughs> great. <laughs> Here's one of his worst works. No, uh, I appreciate that. It was a hard song to write. It's one of those you wish you didn't have to write it, and hopefully yeah. it won't. Have as much use as the years gone. By
2: the time this podcast comes out, there's recent news from I think yesterday about Minnesota. Right. That by the time this comes out, <laughs> a lot could have changed in the, like four yeah. days between when we record this and when it comes out. So, It's crazy, man. Um, Dave, is there anything you want to point uh, people towards going on with you right now?
1: I'm about to make a record. We, Tim, my brother and I, who I write songs with, started a thing at the beginning of the year where we were just like, look, we're going to be productive. And uh, over the course of three or four months, we amassed 26 songs. Enough, not only for my next record, but for a record for him, too. Like, I just kind of pivoted from writing tons of songs to rehearsing. I just hired a vocal coach, and and then we go into the studio in May. So that's all I really got going. I mean, really? yeah, I got nothing to promote. In fact, let's promote Space Cadet for Crying Out Loud. They just made a oh, record for yeah. our friends. Yep.
2: Well, I just got notification that the record that I ordered is coming in the mail. It just got shipped yesterday. Excellent. And that's a great new album. I've listened to yeah, it quite a really Spotify. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, it's really fun. Um, is this your first time getting a vocal coach?
1: It is. Like, what a is professional... the vocal coach like? Is it oh. like
0: intimidating, or do they have it an was... idea for how they want you to do
1: it? That... Yes, this is a revelation. You're getting me red hot off of uh, my first visit, and this person has coached, you know, the biggest stars in the music industry. So, so Miley Cyrus and Brandy Carlisle and all oh, wow. these like big shots and Justin Timberlake and stuff. So of course, I who basically I've just been firing from the hip my entire career as a vocalist, uh, was super nervous. And so I got in with her and it was a Zoom just like this. And she had me do some She says like, your
0: last easy day was yesterday. You're back here for a world of pain. Yeah, that's right. I I just imagine that kind of coaching.
1: Like, think lean on me. Um, You know, the first visit was, are we going to be able to work together? And by the end of it, I was like, when are you available? So she's going to hopefully add a nice thing to this whole thing. Also,
2: Phil, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong here, but... Part of the reason to have a vocal coach is to uh, protect your voice Mm -hmm. and to be able to learn how to sing so you're not going to damage your voice and also to keep it up like while you're touring, I think, or singing a lot so that you can maintain it. Yeah, that that was
1: part of the motivation too. knowing I'm going from a standing stop into not only recording, but then let's hope god willing and the creek don't rise that we're back to work in yeah. the fall and i i would like to hit that you know i'd like to just be in shape i mean your, your yeah. voice is a, a muscle um, so
2: and you said that tim's got a record coming out sometime later than that
1: yeah what we'll do is record mine get it slated for release and then we'll record one for tim and determine how we want to do that whether or not he's going to release a whole record or... and
2: is this a, like a death row record situation where you make sure all the best songs go on your album
1: uh no it is not <laughs> In fact, um, in this batch, there were two in particular that I had my eye on that came from him initially, and then we finished. And thankfully, he pushed back, and I said, okay, well, I guess I got to write two more that sort of are as good or whatever. And so, no, it's not death row. I'm not in a commercial endeavor enough in that way to like, oh, we have to have the hits or something. Like, I like all the songs and I want them all to live. And, and thankfully- is it, one is
0: more your voice and one is more your brother's, right? So right, totally. not, not, not just singing, but it's like... It's, Artistically, yeah. It's not like you're making a whole record of posse cuts. It's like the Warren G record is not the same as the... What's the soundtrack, Jake, that they made? The Death Row made? Um-
2: there's a few soundtracks. Um,
0: the Murder with the Case day? soundtrack. There's a the Murder yeah, of the yeah, Case yeah.
2: soundtrack, which was like for yeah, a 20 yeah. minute movie. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Regulators was a Nate Dogg song that they ended up putting on the Warren G album um, because it was ready, and I guess Warren G had more clout at that time.
1: You know, we've been sort of navigating those waters bit by bit, and now he's finally saying, "Hey, I want to make my own, you know, my own record, my own batch," which I'm thrilled to do. Yeah. Like I, I'm hope, you know, hoping I can stay as involved with that as he is in with my songs so. awesome
2: well now i got tim on the list of people to have on the podcast oh yeah so okay let's get to uh ranking yes. Oh yeah what's
0: the first thing to rank
2: dave you're lucky we do already have a standard format for naming the podcast episodes otherwise we would name this one the haas of pancakes because yes. pancakes is the first thing we're gonna rank um i think okay i think we all and everybody knows what pancakes are so we can well
0: i mean it's a cake you make in a pan versus baking mm-hmm. right right but where do you have eat them for breakfast you put molasses or maple syrup on them, or sorghum syrup, or what else? Caro, oh, Caro, chocolate I mean, syrup, a, jam. You could you can make them in a Mickey Mouse shape. We
1: had that yesterday.
0: Kids love it. It's just they the love shape. it. So is a waffle a kind of pancake? Um, I'm just curious because I like waffles, and waffles yeah. are pretty much the I'm same thing, say but not
2: exactly. No, they're not. And you can't have a pancake cone. It's just true. A crepe
0: is kind of like a pancake, but it's different. I think a crepe
2: dumb. is a pancake.
0: Okay.
1: And a Swedish pancake, yes, but a waffle is a blintz a pancake. It is. This is the thing. Mm. Blints and crepe are both types of pancakes that are as similar to a pancake as a waffle. Really? Is a waffle maker a pan? That's oh, a,
0: no. Okay. Then then no. no. Okay. Right there you right. go. There you okay. go. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So there's a lot of different things that are kind of like a pancake. Pancakes are, is a broad category. Here in America, I feel like it's usually a breakfast thing. Yes. And it's usually with sweet stuff on it. You can make them with cornmeal, which I do sometimes. It's quite good. Okay. I, they're not my favorite thing in the world. When I go out to eat, I don't order them. Like yeah. that's not you, know, I you see. It I, I
2: had it. one in fact just two days ago. You put powdered sugar with on it. What do you put on it? Some syrup. Ellie and I we split it. All right. Are you ready to look at the list? Like what do we got here for a food that is comfortable? Well, the,
0: the, the top ranking food right now. Oh, is It's It ice cream? Uh, is number five the It's It, yeah. which is an ice cream sandwich? Dave, you've had It's It, right? Mm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Totally mm. fantastic.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we also have onions. Which are or number 12. 12. Ingredient, you use it in a lot of things, but you don't always just want to eat them like an I don't apple think unless it's a like Vitalia sweet onion.
2: Onions. onions are too fundamental for, for food,
0: yeah, they're
1: it, Yeah, have so many uses.
0: At number 17, we have square pizza.
2: Which is kind of just pizza. And at this point, it's meant to represent pizza overall. Yeah. I so think you guys got to tighten pizza, that up. But, <laughs> but I but think we you
1: got to pull the square off that. I mean, Well, no, and, because, because... And then I'm going to go ahead and say that pizza needs to be higher overall. Are you telling me that pizza... Is 17th behind onions? Well, you need onions to make
0: anything. You need onions to make the sauce for pizza. Without onions, well, you couldn't
1: I mean some
2: pizzas don't have sauce.
0: I just feel like you need onions. So many things demand onions. I have a cousin who doesn't eat onions because she's allergic and it like it puts a hole in her life like we, we tried to go out to eat with her and she's like oh just so you know i can't have any of this can't have any of that and it's like man it takes more things off the table than you could imagine um,
1: well so okay square pizza as a qualifier does maybe push it, it, down, does to push it down a little bit because i prefer and, round. for
0: me i, I don't like, pizza overall has it, been submitted and okay. it is on
2: the list it's, it's just invisible to us right now yeah it's
0: not currently on our list and
2: we just haven't added it to the list that can be seen by the general public yet oh um, because everything's on the list of everything. And so pizza, yeah, as a general category, we'll at some point uh, reveal where that is on the list someday in
0: the future.
1: Yeah, I my big, some of my big problems were the pizza ranking and sex as 14. I mean, good grief.
0: That <laughs> you think is, those, those should both be higher or one they should be flipped? Absolutely, yes. They're both pretty high. It's just, uh, I, I mean, guess you're right, uh, that things push them down.
1: It's better than The Watchmen. I mean, yeah, it, well, you know, is it better than Air? No, but... And probably not better than Donald Trump. I guess
2: it's our Puritan shame that pushed it down a little
0: bit. Yeah. yeah okay, ha-
1: well then maybe I'm I, mean, I might be arguing a little too yeah. too hard for this as it's only three down from Watchmen. But I think it could easily yeah. go to number eleven.
0: Toward the top of the list, things get a little tight. Where yeah, they it's do. like there's they only do. a millimeter separating them, you know. So that, those things are all in that list of things we love. Mm-hmm. And it's like that until well down on the list.
1: Yeah. Well, it's same with the back of the list, right? It's that obviously yeah. there's a chasm between certain yeah. things, but as the list becomes more revealed, we'll then see those. Yeah. It'll make more sense. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Anyways, let's to get back on target. The other foods that are on there are rye bread, which is number thirty five. That's where I'm. Popeye's starting to be chicken, like- which is number forty five. Animal crackers at number 57, sriracha at number 61, eggs at number 71, whoppers, the candy at number 72, okay. watermelon, so, seedless watermelon so, at 83. So I don't think we need to
2: go any further right. down than whoppers. In fact, I'm starting to look at rye bread, number
0: 35. I would need a pancake with whoppers cooked into it. That sounds good.
1: Pancakes are better than rye bread, let's face
0: it. Yeah, I, Phil you might know, not ben, agree man, here. I, I don't know, man. My favorite smell, I'm on record, my favorite smell is the smell of toasted rye bread. A toasted pancake, I could take it or leave it. Or, you know <laughs> well, what I mean? Like a yeah, pancake but, just oh, but
1: we're talking about the list of everything and, and then we're talking about the list of everyone. And pancakes are international. True. Pancakes are beloved by children. I mean truly beloved yes, by children. Yeah.
2: There's lots of people uh, who just would rather not eat rye bread, who would like reject rye bread. And there's I think there's few that would reject pancakes.
0: That's right. I mean, you can speak for them because they're not present. <laughs> okay. And like I respect that. <laughs> Mm. But like you're talking to somebody who the smell of a, of a rye bread that's just been toasted. is. I know like, you
1: love the smell of a rye bread toasted. I know. Yeah. And if you th- think
0: th- about that smell, I just I can't get that out of my mind. That like I, to me, I think rye bread is much lower than it should be. Right. Oh,
1: this is this is crazy. <laughs> All right. Pancakes, you can pack blueberries.
0: Where would you think they might go on this list? <sighs> like, what are you head, I, at? What I, number I, range are you looking at? Talk me into something, you know.
1: They're better than dilapidated shacks. Oh, come on. Yeah. They're, they're not, maybe not better than firefighters, but they're, Maybe better than Shakira. Oh wow, that's pretty high up you're there. So you're, you I pancakes. think the, the problem is though. Then you get the three stooges again. We yeah. get into some problems. Are they they're better than Christmas? Mm. I don't know because
0: Christmas trees in in Christmas January. Are beautiful. Think about how you have to deal with them.
1: There's a big misuse of Christmas trees when somebody leaves up that tree too yeah. long. Yeah,
0: man, I've had some bad pancakes before. They get they, I don't finish the stack because they get too dry in my mouth. Well, sure, but I do think it's marketed wrong. The the, the
1: stack of them, you need one. I yeah. order one blueberry yeah, yeah, pancake. With it's almost true. any diner that, meal that, that I get, that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you that's know about the divine. Batter
0: Blaster? Are you familiar with this, Dave? No. Okay, I want to say it was the San Francisco bar, the, the Parkside. Somebody who ran it, or like a bartender there, created this product called the Batter Blaster, which is a, just a brilliant name. And and mm-hmm. it's a uh, aerosol can that had pancake batter in it. Oh yeah! And you would put it right into the thing, and when from the minute you hear it, you're like, "Of course, it's a million dollar idea." When I told you about that, you're like, "Oh, that guy must be like sitting in a castle right now." But somehow it didn't work. Like the product, just even though it was relatively inexpensive, and it turns out that that people—it's a seven thousand dollar (laughs) idea. Yeah, it's a seven thousand dollar idea. Because it turns out that people would rather just make a pancake for themselves. For me, I'm trying to think of—I've—I felt like I was choking when eating a pancake before. I've had pancakes where. They were a bit raw in the middle. The ones I made... Mm-hmm. And I felt shame at serving them to my, my family. Um, so maybe that's pushing them down a little bit. Uh, um, I've had bad pancakes. Okay, yeah, but those... Are, I mean, we've had bad sex, bad pizza. Yeah. I mean, it's... A, it, yeah, but, but that's that the thing. But like, you can have so bad rye pizza, bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not if often, the rye bread's not, not cooked all like, the way, you have to thing. expect
2: that, like, when we're talking about rye bread and we're talking about pancakes, we're, we're talking about them when... We the, gotta take the whole thing but into account, Like They're at least man. made to the, with the minimum standard of a yeah. pancake or rye bread is. Like, they're cooked all the way through. When we
0: rank dogs, I'm gonna remember that at the time I got bit by a dog. Okay, but when we rank Pee Wee Herman, we don't do him on his worst day. We, yeah. we, well, Pee Wee Herman, has got no makeup on and, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's on his yeah. bike. Yeah. Dolly Parton's all made up and ready to roll. Like, we don't assume it's her
0: after, like, So, Phil, do you have an issue with this? <laughs> no, I'm okay with it, but I, I want future considerations. Okay. that
1: works. I would love a few episodes of future consider. <laughs> so, uh, this would be a great Well, that's, like, at on. the end of
0: the year, maybe, yeah. or,
2: like, yeah. you know, for
0: our 100th episode or something.
2: Theoretically, we've done some research into it, and theoretically, um, items that have been put on the list could maybe be moved through a really, um, some sort of dark ritual, you know, like, dark blood ritual. That yeah, I yeah, think could- we got
0: to mix up our blood we got to do a conjuring it, could mean that, like, a it, lot of it shifts
2: us and all of our listeners to another uh like dimension like another reality timeline mm-hmm. um, and I, which i think would maybe destroy the timeline that we left so it's it's,
0: it's a
1: lot of weight on our shoulders it's
0: not so. something we do like we can't do willy we'll see. Nilly, what we're working we out how to get this done.
1: But um, are we good with that? Uh... Maybe you have me and Matt Hawk on to reorder a few things, straighten a few <laughs> things out, and Uncle could scream in the background what is here. Yeah. So...
0: <laughs> well, Okay, yeah. so wait, Jake, where, where was, were you? I was James looking
2: down? at number 25, Above Christmas Trees, Below Three Stooges.
0: Yeah, I'll write it in right now. Okay.
2: Absolutely. This is great. Oh, by the way, this was submitted by Gill. Pancakes, the food, go in at uh, number 25. Moving Christmas trees to number 26. And then we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back to rank a couple other things. So we're back. Nice. This is actually submitted by two people. Um, one is Christy J. up there in Saskatoon, I believe. Mm-hmm. And one is Sarah W. And this Close is Bruce Springsteen. Show. Close friend of the show. We should note that Sarah is probably the person that I know that's most invested in the boss.
0: Well, did you say what the thing is that we're it's Bruce Springsteen, making? yeah. Um, oh, okay, she's yeah. from our
2: hometown. She, uh, I went to school with her at UCSC as well, where she wrote her college thesis on Bruce Springsteen.
0: Yeah, she's pretty much an expert on the yeah. subject. And is part of a, a larger community of... Springsteen. Types. Yeah, and she
2: eventually made it side stage at a Boss show, kind of before the era of I don't know if he does this, but before the era of paying to be side stage.
1: She uh, I mean, I'll check my bias here. Bruce Springsteen is one of the most guiding lights for me as a as a singer, a songwriter, mostly a songwriter as an East Coaster. Uh, so you're going to get a heavy bias from me. Yeah. Uh, is he Donald Duck? No, but, uh, but he no. is he's, a big one for me. He's got a big footprint
0: like Donald, though. Like, like <laughs> Donald has. Has, a, has that big Duck footprint. And you guys- Bruce Springsteen is like, he honestly, I, I'm not a music critic and I don't understand music to the level that you guys do. I know about songwriting, like what hits. Yeah. And he has some great stuff and it's beautiful stuff and it hits so well. Although, like I have to say, I, I haven't listened to a lot of his records from the past. Uh, almost maybe 20 years now you know what i mean right. when I, when I, so when i talk about him i'm talking about his first few records or nebraska or something Right. like he wrote hungry heart and i think about that song quite a bit i'm like this is a great
1: dancing song, in the you know? dark is yeah. another one that that punched the i mean he's got 10 or 15 that punched through the into the zeitgeist yeah. Oh, yeah. and then he's just got this crazy body of work it, it's not on like, prince yeah. like they spent a few really key years in the middle of the 80s dominating all of the charts but for the most part, they've been like craftsmen that just yeah. worked and worked and worked and put and out And continue
0: records. to work, even if the white hot spotlight of all of culture is focused on them yeah. for a brief period of time, of course, because that's fleeting for everybody, right? But then, Especially in America, then, yeah. Yeah, but then they're still doing tremendous work. And Hungry Heart is the one that he wrote for the Ramones, right? That's the mm-hmm. one that I remember learning that. And I was thinking, oh, this guy was able to write a song for someone else. Like, it would have totally worked. Mm-hmm. right and realizing like that's that he's not just writing a song for himself to sing like he that he can do that and i'm sure that's a, i don't know enough about songwriting to know this but i imagine that's a different skill to be able to right? Something in someone else's voice. I mean, it's still a Springsteen song when you hear him sing it, but you could imagine it like in another world, the alternate universe that we're going to go to, if we ever want to change what's on the list, like if we ever go to that alternate universe, we could hear that song performed by the Ramones. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be terrific. They probably did it live at some shows. Well,
1: Blinded by the Light is another one. Manfred Mann had a big hit of his Mm -hmm. song, you know? So it was. I think that's the only time he's ever been at number one, was Blinded by the Light, covered by Manfred Mann.
2: I didn't know he wrote that. Yeah,
1: he wrote that. And then Because the Night for Patti Smith, yeah. he wrote that for her, I believe, or I can't, I can't remember if he wrote it for her or if she just covered it, but there's a few instances where, yeah, his songs reached the pinnacle without him singing them, which is another whole thing. So I will just go into this ranking saying I'm about as big a Bruce Springsteen fan as you can find without being like one of those super devotees who follow like the web boards and all that stuff like my, my managers like that
0: Right. like mm-hmm.
1: I, I couldn't tell you about the live archives or things of that nature I'm not that far in but
0: uh, you're qualified to talk about it though like anybody who's I feel like anybody who's heard the music is qualified to have an opinion about yeah. it
2: yeah. yeah I mean and he is um, listed first in your Wikipedia page under inspiration and influences So is he? yeah Yeah. yeah. it's just like no it's a kidding. paragraph that says every artist that you've like mentioned in an interview or something oh and, and
0: okay his, maybe it's right. Yeah, but what if he said, like, he didn't like it in the interview, or he said, like... uh, It could be because he's alphabetically (laughs) first. They don't say the context.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only male songwriter with any more influence on me would be Tom Petty. That would be the only other one, probably. Directly on my music. I mean, I obviously probably like Stevie Wonder better than both of them, but or the Beatles or whatever. There's but. a lot
2: of singer-songwriters that, especially from the Northeast, and you would be included in this, that a lot of people see as like being in the mold of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Would you say that's fair? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about somebody else in the next segment who I think also is kind of what this applies to as well. Um, I mean, do we have to give much... Info on the bus, everybody knows who. who no, Bruce yeah, Bruce he's he is. a, a like, singer songwriter uh, from
0: Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah. Is that where the guy's from, or is that just uh, he's where from he, the Jersey Shore? An adjacent town.
2: Dave, tell us about the Jersey Shore. You're from Philadelphia.
1: I'm from Philadelphia. So, the main uh vacation place, if you're from Philadelphia, the, there's two of them there's the Pocono Mountains, if you're a mountain type, yeah. and if you're looking for the beach, it's the Jersey Shore, which just extends well, all of New Jersey, yeah. but uh, for a Philadelphian. Like me, it would be from Asbury Park south would be the shore points that you would frequent as a Philadelphian. If you want to go to the beach,
2: you have to leave Pennsylvania. And right across the river
1: is New Jersey.
2: It's like every time I try to imagine Pennsylvania geographically and New Jersey, more New Jersey than Pennsylvania, I have to look at a map again, even though I've got a pretty good sense of geography because Mm -hmm. – I think of Pennsylvania as being a coastal city and it kind of is, but uh, because it has a port yeah. no, or not, but or, sorry, I think of Philadelphia as being a coastal city. Um. Uh, anyways, to me, it'd be like someone from Sacramento driving to San Francisco to the beach. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's
0: similar. Um, I mean, it's not a long drive to go out to Atlantic City from Philadelphia, right? Like.
2: No, it's yeah. an hour. Yeah. It's an hour to the yeah. beach. So it's almost like um, going from LA to want- the beach and, uh, depending on traffic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right,
1: right, right. (laughs) Uh, But proximity-wise, I mean, the beach doesn't loom large on Philadelphia culture, though. There's no surf shop or anything like that. Like, it is a dyed-in-the-wool American city um, with no ties to the beach.
0: What are the Poconos like? Because I just know the song. You know the song Kokomo by the Beach Boys? There was a version of this on this TV show, Kroll Show, which was called Poconos. And it was all these places in the Poconos they were talking about. Right, it, right. Because they are talking about, it was all about Pennsylvania. And I was trying, it was like a lot of stuff I couldn't understand. It was like, you know, we don't, Philadelphia and Pennsylvania in general is not really big in the popular culture. And they were trying to like kind of push that. Yeah. you know,
1: Well, like, Pennsylvania is, is sort of the dirty little secret of Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> Philly sort of, in my mind, has more to do with, those multiple cities you know new york boston dc phil you know the the sports towns it's an urban center it's you know there's tons it's a melting pot pennsylvania however is uh well it's like going inland in california or inland in oregon wherein you get a lot of uh, well you get you know in the last couple years obviously you know who they voted for you know what they're up to um pennsylvania's beautiful beautiful i mean it's a huge forest essentially but uh culturally out there's a lot of militias and and hammerheads who are who are up to you know i guess i was trying to get it it from
2: the perspective of especially us west coasters being from philadelphia you're pretty well qualified to talk about jersey yeah that's a big market
1: it was an early market for that he cracked he's it's one of his biggest markets yeah and uh you know jersey is essentially a big suburb the southern part is a suburb of Philadelphia, the northern part and the central part are a big suburb of New York, which I'll, I'm sure I'll catch flack for from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. But hey, move someplace that's an actual place and I won't call it a suburb. You know? I have a
0: Roku device, right? There's a thing where you can watch music videos. It's basically like MTV used to be, where you turn it on and there's just music videos playing. And mm-hmm. I was watching it for a while. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, just watching this and that. And yeah. a video shows up and all of a sudden, it's like a guy singing about this and that. And all of a sudden, Bruce Springsteen shows up. Like in the <clears> third <throat> verse of the song, uh, Here Comes the Boss, and I heard this voice. I'm like, what is going on? You know. And then in the car with him is Bruce Springsteen singing with him. It's a guy, uh, it's Bleachers is the name of the band.
1: Okay. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Antonoff. And, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: like My wife's in the other room, and she's like, is this Bruce Springsteen? What's going yeah. on in there? She comes into the, the room, and you realize that that guy has a real power and a real... A mm-hmm. real presence, you know. What I mean, yeah. it, it it snaps your attention in. Apart from his long contributions to the world, yeah.
2: I think it's safe to to go to the list with this.
0: Okay. Well, are there other musicians on here?
2: So there are some. There's there are a lot of musicians in there here. at the top of the list. Um, you know, we're not ranking him strictly on his musical output, but it, of course that's included.
1: I would say the other thing to keep in mind is he's sort of represents the working class despite never really having worked a real job, you know, but he writes from that world and uh, he's politically motivated. He's, he's He's uh, got the right politics. He's got the the correct politics for me, which, (laughs) well, he's got empathy in his outlook and he's very uh, vocal with all that and has been, you know, during the Reagan administration, he's been critical of every war. I mean, he's a punk rocker in that sense. Um, And so I think that, that, if we need that extra little wrenching in in the list, that's something to consider. Of course, is, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that's a good point that we're not just talking about his talent. He doesn't as a have singer. bad
1: politics that are going to drive him to the bottom of the list,
2: like Hank Williams well, Jr. Well, that's kind of
0: like what happened with Dolly Parton, where she's a great songwriter and performer, but also she's working on a COVID vaccine. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, she's investing yeah. in a, in a COVID vaccine. But also she recently endorsed like, the 12-hour workday on
2: an advertisement.
0: Mm. Yeah, I wasn't really crazy about
2: that. Some tech company used 9 to 5. To make an ad that aired, I think during the Super Bowl, you got to have a five to about nine. About having you a five to nine work, as, as well as a nine hustle. to five. It's it was about like yeah. you know hustling in in a way you could read it as being about uh, how people it's should like work big, twelve big hours a day. Economy
0: stuff or whatnot. You think that? I, well, I don't think she's you know, intentional. She's already on the list. Okay, uh, so Dolly Parton is at uh, number
2: one. So that's a person who is an artist. Um, at number one on the Prince list,
0: Prince is, is also on the list at number four. Prince, who we've and that's yeah, another talked about, is on the list at number four.
1: I think I know exactly where this should go. Go ahead, If I may be so bold. Yep. I think it should go in... 19. 19 okay. with boxer going down to twenty. So um, right below
0: uh, Star Wars, you're talking about. right below Yeah, Star he's not Wars.
1: better than Star Wars for. Well, for, the thing is, Constance.
0: Star Wars is kind of uneven. That you know, I like Star Wars movies, but there's. I bet some... you would call Bruce Springsteen
2: uneven, like musically. Like if you had a choice between listening to the like the bottom half of Bruce Springsteen songs of what you would be your favorite versus watching the bottom half of Star Wars stuff, I bet you'd rather watch the Star Wars stuff.
0: I listened to a brand new Springsteen song. I just told mm-hmm. you, and I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. Um, but I saw the last Star Wars movie. I wasn't crazy about it.
1: Star Wars, we could go into a whole thing on, which yeah, I don't yeah. think we should. But
0: it would be the first time anyone that did this on a podcast was talking about Star Wars. <laughs> so it's preaching new territory. Well, Jake and right. Then really we have to start it.
1: another podcast. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And Bruce Springsteen. I'm sure there's I, 19 oh, yeah, different yeah. podcasts. Like that, that
0: for the I bus. do kind of like it. It seems kind of low it because he has peers that yeah. are that are higher up.
1: No, 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 no. I don't think so. I think the only one in question would be share, but share has such a, an intense cultural impact yeah. that uh, that so almost kind of predates him.
0: And there's not people dressing up like that are like yeah right. my thing is i perform on stage as bruce Pr- i'm sure there are actually never mind well oh, no,
1: there I, will be and there there are but i do think yeah. i don't think he holds a can like i think if we did stevie wonder he'd be up by prince and Cher and, and so on and hank williams obviously yeah yeah
0: I, and these are flawed people too like hank williams is someone who you know there's stuff about him that might knock him down a little yeah, bit you, you, you know yeah. just in his personal life and stuff like that where this guy's a pretty rough dude I but, think you're talking about Hank Williams as the idea too, yeah. though you know, oh yeah, he, there's, there's... And, and as a concept. So yeah, it's it's hard, but yeah, okay, that works for me. I kind of like it. I kind of think it. I want to put him That's above. That's funny Star now. works.
2: Dave being the big, like okay, amongst the three okay. of us, being the the big boss guy. If there, if one of us has to be the big boss guy. I think that both of us are going to argue for putting him higher than, than Dave would like to put him. I would say. Yeah,
1: and
0: I want to put Well, him I above. think the problem with that is what are you going to put him above sex
2: and no, smell? No, but
1: I could I could put him above
0: Rod Laber's shoe. Well, I could put him above sex and smell. I could, I'm could. i a Rod Labor shoe guy, and I could put him above Rod Laber's shoes. But,
1: okay. I think that the, I, you guys make a compelling case with okay. that. I think he could go over the shoes.
2: How about there? So, Rod Laber's shoes was number 16. Do you want to put it there?
1: I think that's great. That's
2: good for me. Okay. I'll put it so in right now. We're going to put in uh, Bruce Springsteen, AKA The Boss, uh, at number 16 which moves uh, Rod Laver's shoes to number 17. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to take a break and come back to rank the last thing. Okay, so we're back and we're going to rank... Uh, so this was submitted also by Christy J. Like, she initially submitted th- uh, Bon Jovi, which is the next thing we're going to rank, and the boss, with the intention of them sort of being ranked against, like, a versus thing, which isn't a- exactly how the ranking works. But, of course, when we rank them both, you can see where they compare to each other on the list.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm
1: happy on a sidebar with her at some point to to discuss them in a versus sort of setting. Yeah.
0: Like, in a yeah. fight, who would win, which is a different story, yeah, I Yeah, not a fight, but... Uh, more of like, well, who, Who's why
1: Bruce Springsteen is clearly the better jersey yeah. export. I mean, that's, it's so abundantly I, clear. I think
0: you ask John Bon Jovi, yeah. you know, his opinion, and he'd probably tell you the same thing, right? So
1: uh, He's got a fairly high opinion of this, himself. This sounds to me
2: like, Christy, this is a good thing for the um, Instagram post comments. Just at Dave Haas, uh, at me. At Phil, and we can get it going on, the, on Instagram. We can do. In the do. comments oh, yeah, for this yeah. post.
0: Now she wants Bon Jovi, the musical so act. So yeah, let's make a clarification. This is Bon Jovi the band, oh, not I, John Bon Jovi. We're not talking about the guy who, who's in my favorite movie, U571. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I do think, though, that, like, of course, the, the individuals that are in the band factor into this judgment, but I don't think we're going to really talk about them that much. And one other clarification, because it matters, it moves the needle for me, is that the song mm-hmm. Blaze of Glory... Was released under John Bon Jovi, but it's on the, the Bon Jovi's Greatest Hits, so I think this song uh,
1: is included. You bring in a up factor. a great point yeah. that I wanted to cite, okay, actually. It, that really needs to go into Bon Jovi's output as j- one of the finest group. of his we, offerings.
2: We can include it with the band because, like I said, it's on their greatest hits. That, okay, I mean, because we
0: didn't talk about the E Street band when we talked about Bruce Springsteen, and we didn't talk about, I guess we did talk about stuff he wrote. But, but, but she we didn't submitted talk about, Bon
2: Jovi,
1: she didn't submit.
0: Fair Bruce enough, Bruce I, 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 like, mystery band
2: so this is this is a I band did, that we're I, talking did. about not an
1: individual strictly this is a band fronted by the that individual though true john. true
0: of course yes it's his game um, and they're named after the frontman john bon Jovi yes. um also is from the same similar area yeah there's, so they're from Saraville,
2: which is the home of Starline ballroom which Saraville's not quite the, you we can call it jersey shore right yeah. probably
0: so, opened up for springsteen at some point uh,
2: maybe. maybe he's about, his career starts about 10 years after Bruce's.
0: Was it a time when labels were like pounding the pavement at these clubs, like trying to find the next so, Bruce yeah. Springsteen?
2: Yeah. I feel like Bon Jovi, especially Jon Bon Jovi, maybe imagining themselves more in the mold of like Bruce, uh, the boss, obviously like being from New Jersey, he, he loomed large. Um, and maybe were pushed by the industry and maybe the times in general, but pushed into this more glam metal, glam rock. Uh, well, if
0: you think about the song, Living on a Prayer... There's stuff about it where you're like, oh, this is like he's making a Springsteen song.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely, 100%. And if I may, and this is about as congratulatory as I'll be, maybe it's the best Bruce Springsteen song. Living on a Prayer? Living on a Prayer. I mean, I think there's a few instances... It's the yeah. best version of that, okay. really. It's such a phenomenon, well, and, and I, I say this about, about. Brian Adams, too, that Brian Adams made the best Bruce Springsteen record of all time, Reckless. Yeah. Uh, in that yeah. it's the Bruce Springsteen thing, except for with enough extra it's, pop and, and circumstance yeah. and pump that he kind of gets the best version of it in yeah. those really specific instances.
0: It's However, as Springsteen as a, as a genre.
1: That's right, that's and right.
0: And who else works in that genre? And you think like... John Mellencamp,
1: Gaslight Anthem. There's a Ewan Lewis
0: record, Walking on a Thin Line, which you think, oh, that's his, he wants that to be his Born in the USA. Yeah. Right. You've heard Billy Joel try it. A lot
1: of people, have. they do the Bruce Springsteen thing. I mean, I've- i
0: I do it yeah. you know it's, but it's, it's hard like I mean because it's like it's a big thing to do yeah. it's like, yeah. or like or like the killers record which is like yes. you you know when they sat down to make that record they said like we want to make a Oh
1: yeah he said as much that that was his pivot from the the success or of that first like dance record more dance but... influence the Modi kind of first killers yeah, yeah. record he got super into Springsteen and then made uh Samstown
0: but it must be hard, like, if you have, like, that's your goal. Because Springsteen doesn't have to, to make a Springsteen record, like, does he have to go into making a Springsteen me- record mode to make a record? I don't know. There, or is he just already there because that's who he is and everything he makes is going to be a Springsteen record by default. This is
2: funny. This is a segment we were supposed to talk about Bon Jovi and now we, we're back again. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> well,
0: that, I mean, I think that kind of says, which is kind of the problem is, yeah. I, I don't know how much there really is to talk about. Uh, uh, in terms of Bon Jovi's songs, the, the band's been very successful over the years. I'm trying to think of songs... You said they have some um, the really young great guns? songs. I think Dave is maybe writing. Okay, about but here's what prayer.
1: I'll say about those songs. They also had Desmond Child, who was the hit-making songwriter oh, of Jour of the '80s, okay. writing either for them or with them. Right. So you can't lay living on a prayer at John Bon Jovi's feet as the writer of it. He didn't write the song. I mean, he delivered it. He's the artist. Don't get me wrong. He's he's got his thing. Yeah. But I think that does detract. I mean, I, again, we're trying to rank him on his own, but it was presented as this Bruce Springsteen Bon Jovi, uh, right?
2: Yeah, but we, we have to rank, kind of We're thing. not ranking him on his own. We're ranking Bon Jovi. Oh, sorry, sorry, Bon Jovi. Okay,
0: so, yeah. so 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 you're talking about the performance of the songs, not necessarily the writing of the songs. Well, the writing That's okay. too, like the, the writing and but recording. But what other songs? That, when you think of a Bon Jovi song, and you're not thinking of "Living on a Prayer." Wanted uh, Dead or Alive,
2: of? which is uh, another like yeah. it's huge hit, huge hit. And then what's, what? What to me next? I think Blaze Glory, which is technically a John Bon Jovi song, but um, that's included in there. Also a
1: giant hit. You give love yeah. a bad name. Don't you forget. You give love a bad
2: name. Of course. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. Um, bad It's Menacing. My Life,
1: which is a more recent big hit that you hear yeah. in Kmart or whatever all the um, time. I'll be yeah, there for yeah. you. Great. I love. Yep. I think that's a great song.
2: Wonderful. And it's kind of it doesn't get enough play mainly because I mean Living on a Prayer gets is the, that's the kind of song even more than Bruce Springsteen songs that gets played. At baseball games, it like gets played.
0: Well, like because you're it's, not gonna play bad medicine when when would you play that at the uh, baseball game? You probably wouldn't play that. Very. Much. I mean, I'll
1: be there for you has 106 million plays on Spotify, yeah. so it's got one seventh of the plays of "Living on a Prayer." That's still a big, big. It's crazy big how song. much
0: the tail drops off on these on, on any act like that. Whenever you look at Spotify, most of the acts they're a lot of, like one song that has a billion plays, one song that has you know 50 million plays. And, you know, I mean, for any large act like that, you realize that people what people want to hear are three songs from somebody even somebody okay, with like a Okay, really but that's on deep...
1: Spotify like do yes. this this, this that they, they they push that a little
0: bit on their no no their...
1: what i mean is like spotify didn't even come to fruit until 2013 or good point. 14 that's a good point. bon jovi had sold millions and millions and millions of records and and was played all over the world but sure i mean it hits a hit yeah. i think what happens with those legacy big artists is people do go back and say hey i want to hear free Fallen or or living mm-hmm. on a prayer or whatever and uh, yeah, yeah. that's how the plays do or they have like a so mix,
0: disparate. you know. It's being played in a store, where, and it's like, yeah. yeah, people don't want to hear a, an album cut. And yeah. so, when you tally all that up, it's crazy how much the big hits outweigh the long tail, even of a even yeah. if an artist that I mean, has a, a long tail in terms of records and of career. Well, but yeah,
1: "Wanna Dinner Alive" here is two hundred and twenty million. That's five hundred million less plays than "Living on a Prayer,"
0: which is crazy because so, it's you know. Um, it was a massive hit in its time, probably yeah. just as much as Living on a Prayer. Or maybe, you know... It was close. I wonder
2: how um, the album, Slippery When Wet, compares in sales to uh, Born in the USA.
0: It's bigger. Bigger? It's really bigger? I, th- I bet. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was a video of it on MTV where it popped more. Those guys popped visually in the 80s more. It was like they were young. Bon Jovi is a, is a young, dreamy dude. Not to say Bruce Springsteen's not a handsome guy, but it wasn't really his image. He didn't have, well, he didn't have music I mean, videos in the same way in the yeah. 80s. They were playing
1: the game yeah. much more than Bruce right. Springsteen was. Not that he wasn't playing the um, game, like...
2: Uh, no, he was, he was, but I mean, but it's a different thing. It's, it, yes.
0: it, it, he, it was a different game. He was playing a different angle. Yeah, I mean, he does put his uh, butt on his album
2: cover, um, which I don't know if Bungovi does yeah. or
1: not, but...
0: I'm sure there's some hunky pictures of him. Oh on yeah, the, for uh,
1: sure. You know. Okay, so it's sold. I wonder what it sold worldwide. It was
0: weird when Bon Jovi cut his hair short. That was a big mistake. Uh, well, you know, but twelve maybe
1: million that's copies maybe that's, just in America. Maybe
2: that's how we did, he would have always liked his hair. I must
0: well, have Well, none of that, that aged
1: well. That production didn't age well. That look didn't age well. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, that whole. It was thing. a tough
0: time for a lot of acts.
1: Yeah, that does put a little sheen right, on. Too, and- but there's a weird hairspray uh, uh, okay. aroma that comes off of everything Bon Jovi does has done yeah that i think does taint it it doesn't seem entirely believable i think and that's what some people have trouble with that's also why it's so massively you know popular too like he plays right to the middle or did at least then and that was when the record sold the most comparing
2: him again like i mean this would be the case for lots of people on the list but comparing to bruce it's not somebody that you're going to very many people are going to write their thesis on.
0: No, yeah, it's hard to imagine somebody being like telling their uh, their grandchildren about how they went to the Bon Jovi show as much. I'm sure there are big Bon Jovi fans out there, you know, but it it seems like fundamentally less. Like, there's less yeah, there. you There's know? less there. There. Are you guys ready to rank? I think we uh, can. Bon move Jovi. On. There's not much. Yeah.
2: Bon Jovi's somebody um, I like to do karaoke, and Bon Jovi and Bruce are somebody who both who I like to do karaoke. I like to sing both of their songs. If I was choosing a crowd pleasing song. I would choose one of the Bon Jovi songs before I would enjoy them Absolutely. both equally. Maybe I enjoy Bon Jovi a little bit more, but um...
1: wait, you know what? "Living on a Prayer" is credited here as the writer being John Bon Jovi. Uh, oh,
0: fact uh, yeah, checking. Yeah, I got a fact check
1: because I, I, I think they the, okay. Written by John Bon Jovi, Richie like, Sambora we're... and Desmond Child. Okay, so I, I didn't give him his propers. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, and, that and really that does push It's it's recorded but under it's not Shakespeare. the band Bon Jovi. I mean... So like even if there's, you know,
2: writers that aren't members of the band.
1: Right, but I I'm thinking of Living on a Prayer as the the mountaintop that's of fair. what that that's, band has brought. Uh, to me to,
2: to me the game. um Blaze of Glory would be really close in there as well, but uh, I, I th- that's totally fair. Um so I think this will be the f- first actual Definitely the first rock band. Maybe the first, not the mm-hmm. first musical group, because we do have Belle Biv DeVoe on here. Um, and Run the Jewels. And Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels is a little bit higher. And I think that Bon Jovi deserves to be, I like Belle Biv DeVoe, um, and they're from close uh, geographically to Bon Jovi. But um, Bon Jovi's definitely had a, a bigger and more positive impact on me personally than Belle Biv DeVoe.
0: Run the Jewels. I mean, and, uh, it's, I don't know. For me, I kind of think, I probably listen to Poison. And Dance the Poison yeah. more than I have listened to Living on a no, Prayer.
2: No, 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 If we were talking about um, all of New Edition and everything to come out of it, then I might be in line with that more with you. But Okay, so wh- where so, are you looking so at? So I'm what starting to look at Run the, at the Jewels, at, which is another musical group. Mm-hmm. Run the Jewels I like quite a bit, but I don't think, and I do like the, you know the, what they stand for. I think so far they haven't right. had the big splash uh, in culture, They and they probably never will. As, as big a one as Bon Jovi well, you did. Can't,
0: there's, no, there's no monoculture. You can't splash like exactly. you used to. Yeah, there, is yeah. no, there, there is no Michael Jackson now. There's um, no... Uh, so, you know. But there
1: are songs. They both make songs. They both make songs. And, yeah. and, and so I'm going to go ahead and say... And even say, if they're not
0: popular, like which ones do you like more? And I think I like Run the Jewels songs more than I like Bon Jovi songs. No.
1: <laughs> uh-uh. I like the lyrics more. I like what they're doing more, but... So Song-wise, Living on a Prayer, and again, Wanted Dead or Alive. These are magnificent songs yeah. that have brought millions more people together. So, I, Living on a Prayer itself has this so could much weight. Us- the lyrics, the great
2: storytelling in it. Oh, it's crazy. You'd be hard-pressed to find a song that epitomizes anthemic rock and roll more than this song. You probably can't.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. I, I, you could probably find a record full of them that someone made that lives in New Jersey. That we just talked about by Bruce before this,
2: uh, not anthemic like this is. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, anthemic meaning that like it's I... made for a, a coliseum, everybody in coliseum to sing it together at the top of their lungs.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
2: Being okay. born
1: to run or or dancing in the dark would be as close as he's think, gotten to his yeah, own thing. Yeah. But it's not yeah. living on a prayer. I, I, I mean, agree. That's, and I like it's Born just... to
2: Run more. Like, yeah. my brain likes Born to Run more, but my heart might not. I'm not sure.
1: But it's close. Agree.
2: Um, yeah. Okay, so let's... Uh... So we've got Shakira at number 24, another artist. And, I mean, very similar in that they're, they're both pretty poppy. And they, they both have mm-hmm. the real, like, sort of sex appeal, essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she's got him beat okay. in that. I Yeah, think... but, but if you're going to take other people's opinion into account, I mean, there's a lot of people putting that poster of Bon Jovi on their wall. In the yeah. 80s. I
2: mean, male and female. Um, but you're right. She does yeah, have yeah. that. From my perspective,
1: she know. has him beat on uh, ability to create a bonus. I think bono. my wife, your wife, I mean, all of our wives would rather be around Shakira in her good point. sexual essence. Yeah, yeah than pretty John much bon everyone Everyone loves Shakira.
0: Our aunts. Shakira is like a brilliant songwriter. Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: like, oh, she and John Bon Jovi is actually doing the opposite of what, you know, most men, they say, like, as you age, you become more attractive or more handsome this mm-hmm. is not true for it's bon jovi same. this is a peculiar thing you, you can this is you can't find that many uh famous sexy men who mm-hmm. are getting less sexy as they age
0: oh i haven't looked at a picture of him in a long and, time and the, is the boss he... is a good comparison there like he's that's yeah. right Well camp i feel like Mellencamp is looking good right yeah. these days I haven't, I haven't seen any Vel, Vel of the a good
2: example. That's a guy, uh, a contemporary of theirs, you know? Right, right, sure. Okay, so are we stuck on a Shakira? Uh, but do we have a, an up or down on 24 uh, I think I want to put him below Shakira. Below, okay. I do too.
0: I also think the, the Three Stooges are so yeah. pure in what they are. Yes. So down at
2: 29, you know, also geographically relevant, is Trading Places, the movie. Oh, Set in Philadelphia. Set in Philadelphia. Yeah. I think I could put Bon Jovi below Trading Places even. Does okay. that make sense? Um, i put I him be, behind
1: Nail clippers.
0: Nail Clippers are pretty complicated, man. Mm -hmm. If you go back
2: and listen to the Nail Clippers episode... Oh, um, oh, oh. The the reason they were even added to the list is because Nick, who uh, is is a friend who submitted stuff is aware of, of Phil's fixation with nail clippers, uh, and he can't think of them without thinking of them them mutilating his penis. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah, heavens. Yeah,
0: so it's like, I, I don't like thinking about it now. You said it.
2: <laughs> so where are they? They're at 36. I think we could put them above nail what clippers.
0: What about above the intro to back that ass up? Okay. But below trading places. I think that's really fair.
1: Mm mm-mm. I think that's too kind. Too
2: kind, you okay. Think too kind, okay. I would not argue much with that. I mean, the intro to back that ass up is a really elemental, uh, pure oh. thing. Okay, here's um, what
1: I think. Here's my theory on Bon Jovi. He's not unlike the saxophone in rock music.
0: Oh. There's some
1: great things Franz about Clemens. him. There's some terrific offerings. And then there's a lot of cheesy, not so great, instances of saxophone and rock a lot of cheesy not so great aspects to bon jovi so i would say Um, he's right near there now is he better than snare drums snare drum very useful tool in the in
0: the you can have snare drums without bon jovi but you can't have bon jovi without snare drums
2: if we were to put bon jovi in at number 39 after snare drums which is 38 it would be before saxophone and rock music which would be a little bit of a consolation prize uh, for Bon Jovi versus Bruce Springsteen, uh, because they'd get to be above at least that aspect of Bruce Springsteen's music. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I kind
0: of want to put it below saxophone and rock music, but above Cube Dice.
2: I think above the saxophone and rock music is a really good place. I'll for defer it. to
0: Dave. I, I
1: think because of "Living on a Prayer," because of "Blaze of Glory," and because of "Wanna Dead or Alive," it's better than saxophone and rock music because you it. have a lot of misuses of that. I mean, the sax. In rock, can go horribly wrong. And uh, those three songs do not go horribly wrong. So so that sort of pushes it just a bit uh, ahead of Sax.
2: I think we're agreed then. Uh, bon Jovi, the band, goes in at number 39, moving saxophone and rock music to number 40. Um, and we can close things out. All I right. want to say thanks to Dave for coming on the show. So uh, let, where can people find you online, et cetera?
1: My Twitter is Haas Dave. My Instagram is Dave Haas. My, we'll link to
2: the stuff in the show notes, of Yeah, course. my
1: Facebook uh, is Dave Haas Music, I guess, or something like that. Um, but you can Google all that stuff. I mean, really, I'm more... Trying to make songs that I hope people like, and so I would, I guess, direct people more towards uh, iTunes and Spotify and things like that, so you yeah. can just hear the songs that I make because that's what I'm putting most of my energy into. So, and
2: you got this Bandcamp Friday thing?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well? There's beautiful thing that sort of emerged in quarantine. I didn't know much about Bandcamp until this year, and uh, it's Bandcamp Friday is the first Friday of every month, and. Uh, they waive their fee, that is Bandcamp does, and don't take a percentage. And so when you support artists on that day, we see 100% of it, which is a rare thing in the music industry to see 100% of the proceeds. So I've been putting up live uh, little bits, little EPs of live sets and uh, um, different little offerings each month. And it's been really fun. I've been just mixing them here in my house and... And going through the archive of, of live stuff that we, it's pretty small, but it, it actually has given us a lot of uh, courage to, to record live sets as we go back on tour so that we can have uh, like an ongoing thing with Bandcamp Friday. So, yeah, that's been cool. We'll link
2: to um, all the stuff in the show notes.
1: Uh, yeah, and again, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having We'd love me. Love to have
2: you on again sometime in the future. It's been real fun.
1: I would love to. I would love maybe when you guys want to nice. reorganize a few of these things, I'll come in. That's gonna be brutal. <laughs> That's gonna be really tough, oh, man. Oh, not gonna for be, me, like, Phil. Not for me. It's no. gonna be fisticuffs. Okay. No problem. Fisticuffs.
0: Too, so. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like in a cartoon when the animals are all fighting and it looks like just a cloud. Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be that and people coming in and out of it.
1: I do think you have some great, great tent poles, though. I mean, with Dolly and Donald Duck and. I was thrilled to see the list and see some of my favorite things in the whole world at the top. We'll have to but talk no, about yeah, Donald No one's
0: going
2: to be happy with because it because I, I got some issues with him. But <laughs> what? Anyways,
1: But yeah. he is very reactive. Yeah, I... But but the the running joke in my house is I'm Donald and my kids are Chip and Dale and they're constantly torturing me into it. A... Oh
0: yeah, man! Donald has to deal with these with these rodents. Yeah, <laughs> always trying to mess with them. <laughs> call, call, they they he calls them, them as such.
1: I watch everything with subtitles on, and I didn't know when I started showing Donald Duck cartoons to my kids like. You vile little pests and like the things he's calling them, you would never put that in a cartoon these days.
0: What's but. weird about Donald is how many times he's listening to like a radio or the record that's giving him, telling him directions. I feel like that comes up a lot in those Donald cartoons.
2: <laughs> we gotta save this, you guys. We'll just, we right. do this another time. <laughs>
0: but he's a, a podcast. Okay. Um, thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. So go to everydamthing.net for
2: the updated list and show notes. If you have something you'd like a, a, us to add to the list of everything, Email it to us at list at every damn
0: Find us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can suggest topics there as well. Subscribe to the show wherever you got this episode. Our theme is by Jade Puget. Uh, yeah, and
2: if you enjoyed the show, please uh, rate and review it on iTunes, etc. And uh, please recommend it to a friend. Uh, and, and again, thanks, Dave, thank for coming you. on. Thanks for having um, me, guys.
1: It was a real thrill.